This is episode 36 on Abundant After Abortion. Feel better for the holidays. Welcome to Abundance After Abortion. If you have had an abortion, girlfriend, you are in the right place at the right time. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and your life has purpose and meaning. And so does your little one. John 10.10 says Christ died that we may have life and that to the full or what other translations say in abundance, not to the exclusion of those who have had an abortion. So I am so glad you're tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? I am... MIA. Now I'm in action. I am just away for the week, this week anyway, the week of, well, today's the 8th, but uh, the week of November, what is it, the 6th? Doesn't matter. Yes. (laughs) We are in Brownsville visiting family, and so I am working remote, even though I work from home. Anyway, (laughs) I've had plenty of drama, plenty of thoughts around being productive while working away from home. I got my laptop, I got my calendar, I got my notebooks, I got everything that I need to work proficiently and effectively. And here we are. I'm recording this podcast, which airs the 10th. And uh, I (laughs) have... I have told you about how I record my podcast and how I write my scripts or sometimes don't go by a script and just have a conversation with all y'all. And so I've written a script, but I didn't finish. <laughs> Happens all the time, I feel like. Um, and so we're going to go. We're going to go off of what I have and then I'll probably just go unscripted once I run out of script. But really... um. I I like to have a script because I just don't want to miss important things or I want to have some structure, some guidance when I record. But I do like at the same time just being led and speaking from the heart. And I think both ways work great. So we're going to see how that pans out in today's episode. Feel better for the holidays. Yeah, it's coming. Thanksgiving, Christmas. New Year's, family, food, festivities, it's coming. Can you feel it already? Yeah, it's November 8th. I definitely feel it. Uh, So this idea came from a comment, which I know is not in my script. So I'm just going to pull that up when the time is right. (laughs) A comment that uh, somebody made on a TikTok video recently. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I got something to say. I feel a certain way about this and I've got something to say about it as well. So um, here we go with the whole script thing. I've been meeting a lot of people in the post-abortive healing world and I'm learning a lot. I really feel like I'm... Because I just dove into this specific area, I guess, I don't know, this year. And so in some ways I feel new, but 
in so many ways. I'm like, I am the expert. I am the best person to work in this field and support women in this area. I, yeah, so I've met a lot of people. I've learned a lot. I've been involved in a lot of post-abortion groups, initiatives. Yeah, um, but what I like is that I'm being shown where I get to choose how I want to lead. So like I'll see, uh, this has actually popped up kind of a lot. I'll see how one person leads in their service and I'm like, no, I don't do it that way. I do it differently. Or somebody like make a decision and how they operate in what they do. And I'm like, I'm going to actually talk about that today. And I'm like, no, actually, I want to do it this way. And so I'm being shown different ways that I want to lead my women, work my company, um, show up in this area on social media, in the public. And so I'm excited and also sometimes a little freaked out because sometimes it feels like a big bite to chew, a big pill to swallow. Like, wow, I can see anyway how this can be a really controversial um, stance to take in some of the, the areas that I'm given the opportunity to choose how to lead. So I'm shown where I stand on different issues and how I want to approach different topics. So that being said, oh wait, this is causing me to stand firm in who I am and what I do as a coach for post-abortive women. It's a big issue that I think can be scary for, we'll just say, quote unquote, people on the outside looking in. There are some topics that are escaping me at the moment, but I'll be uh, like reading or interacting and I'll see someone talk about something and I'm like, wow, that is really challenging. Like what's the right approach? How do you handle this? And some of these instances I think can be scary for people on the outside looking in to like, wow, how do we handle this? What do we do in this situation? And so anyway, here I am like in it, in the midst of it all, taking a stand, being bold and like standing in the gap for my women. This is actually a, another thought that I have felt a couple times of like, I know that my women feel scared, feel ashamed, feel embarrassed, feel humiliated, and too weak to stand. That was me. And so many of my women right now feel too weak to stand, too scared to speak. And I'm here standing in that gap. Like I've got a sword and a shield and I am saying what my women are afraid to say or embarrassed or shy or all the things. <laughs> Suffice it to say, and I'm standing in the gap and I'm taking, sometimes I'm taking arrows. Sometimes I'm taking people's defense or their argument. And I understand that's why you're being quiet because maybe right now you're not in a place to take those hits 
And here I am. I'm doing that. I'm being bold, being brave, saying big things and taking some hits. But I would not do anything else under the whole entire sun. In the whole entire world, I would not do anything else other than what I'm doing. I feel so empowered and backed. There are so many people backing me in what I'm doing and the steps I'm taking to support you, my girlfriend. Ugh. And some of these people that I'm that I know, they are supporting you. They love you and they've spoken to me to you to just say how brave you are, how courageous you are, how much they admire and support your healing and the work that you is available for you to do to come out even better on the other side. So there is so much love and support behind me and for you. So let's do it. Let's do the scary thing. Uh, that being said, I want to share what I'm boldly standing for in today's episode leading into the holidays, despite controversy. And uh, that is me marketing to you for your healing and happiness over the holidays. Mm. Let me put it out there first and foremost. I am a life coach. I say that with so much pride. Like, I am so grateful, thankful. I have such pride and admiration for life coaches and the fact that I am a coach. Wow. I, again, I would not be anything else in the whole entire world than a life coach in this space. I charge for my services and I do, I don't take what I do lightly. I am serious about what I provide and the work that I do as a coach. I proudly charge for this work. Okay. That's that's who I am. That's what I do. And I want to put that out there first and foremost as we get in to this topic. I don't take your life, your healing, your emotions, your mental state. I don't take that lightly. I'm not joking around here. And I'm not like flipping dollars through helping my women. I am serious about this work. As a coach, offering services for my clients' well-being and emotional healing, it kind of reminds me of a hospital. So hospitals are open year-round, day in, day out, no matter what, on every holiday, Christmas, Easter, you name it. They exist for the sole purpose of helping people always no matter what um i guess you know like some hospitals were at capacity over covid and they like had to turn people away couldn't take in more people because they were at capacity that's the only exception i guess that comes to mind of how a hospital would not be available to help people. So COVID, power loss, calamity, um, 
storms, weather, anything. There is no reason, no instance that would stop a hospital from offering help to people because that's their sole purpose of existing. That's what they're there to do. Always staffed, always people there. I mean, maybe understaffed sometimes, but there's people there to help and do the work. Likewise, I am open for business. And what what is my business? What do I do? I am a proud life coach offering services to post-abortive women, coaching services to support them in their healing and emotional and mental well-being post-abortion. Okay, I am open for coaching year-round. I market myself and make offers to help. I already defined what it is I help with. Okay, nothing else. And I offer to help year round. I don't stop for holidays or excuses. I just said how we are at the tip of Texas, the bottom of Texas right now, visiting family this week. And guess what? I am taking time to record this podcast because I don't stop. Okay. Um, yes. With the caveat that I do stop sometimes. Okay. I don't go like 24 seven year round. I do stop. Okay. My women, my clients want my help. They need my help. They are looking for me and my help. I believe this 100%. And I'm not going to stop offering my help because it might look to some people who, by the way, are not my people. (laughs) They're not my client. They're not my, they're not even my target audience. They're not even a woman who's had an abortion. And I'm not going to stop offering my help because it might look to some people like I'm pulling on heartstrings to make a sale. And you know what? I was thinking about this and I feel like this is not even an insult to me. I could take it as an insult, but I was like, holy Hannah, this is more of an insult, a hit to my clients looking for my help and support my coaching services. Like, can you imagine the gull of some people like, How dare you buy coaching before Christmas just so you don't have to feel sorry about your abortion over the holidays? Literally, what the heck? No. How? mm. Like, if that's what I'm saying. If people are cutting at me for offering to help you because Christmas is coming or because the holidays are coming and I want you to feel happy... Um, or love or whatever, better for the holidays. On the flip side, they're accusing my client of buying coaching because they want to feel better over the holidays. Do you see how like messed up that is? But here's what's available. To be ashamed to offer help. So for me to feel ashamed to offer help because I'm marketing to a vulnerable audience during the holidays like that I could feel that I could I could sit back and be like 
no, that's not right. I shouldn't be offering people to buy coaching from me using like the ploy. Is that right? Like using Christmas as a ploy. Do you see how it could be seen that way? I'm using the fact that Christmas is coming to pull on my clients' heartstrings so that they will buy coaching from me over the holidays. Girlfriend, that, you know what? I bet some people do that. I want, sure, absolutely. People use the holidays as a marketing tool. And that's them, but that's not me, <laughs> okay? Um, like, yeah, my script, like I'm using the fact that it's Christmas to market to my clients, how sad they're going to feel and that they should spend money to hire me so they can feel better. Um, so I've painted the picture. There's the picture (laughs) of who I am as a coach, the service that I offer and me being like a hospital. Hospitals don't close just because it's Christmas. Or just because it's is it's a holiday, they turn hurting people need need people in need like turn them away. No, neither do I turn people away just because it's Christmas. Like people who are in need of what I offer, dude. <laughs> so that's the picture and how people who are not my target audience might look at me in a way that I just described. Of like, oh my God, she's using Christmas, the fact that Christmas is coming to sell to poor people who are hurting and in pain. So that is the picture, okay? Because we're going to step aside for a moment. I want to mention a conversation I had with a fellow, I guess, practitioner. I think she's a coach. She also serves post-abortive women. She's amazing. I'm actually, uh, yeah, anyway. So this gal that I met and was talking with, in our conversation, we were talking about our social media platforms and um, how we show up differently on social media platforms, la la la. And she had shared how what she one thing she does is delete negative comments and uh One time she was talking with somebody and they had expressed how they never see negative comments or haters on her social media. And she was like, yeah, that's because I delete them. Okay. I thought, hmm, that's interesting. That's totally fine. And that, again, this is where I am shown how I lead differently and how I want to show up differently in the way that I run my business. So it's great. It's all great. And uh, that's up to her to decide that she does that for for herself. But, and I'm not making that mean anything, okay? What do you think about that? What do you think about this person deleting hateful comments? Is that like a cop-out? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is she protecting her audience? Is she not emotionally available like you could read into that and make that mean a lot of things but I'm not I'm just like you do you that's great I love it that's not what I do and I have my reasons why but true so truthfully I don't think I've had much 
for quote unquote hateful comments on my social media. And uh, I, I do consider that actually maybe as an opportunity for me to step up a little bit. Maybe not that I'm looking for trolls or controversy. I'm, I'm not, but maybe I uh, could be more bold in what I say or share about things that might invoke that kind of feedback. But anyway, I have had some comments and if and when they come, what I'm saying so far is that I'm choosing to let them be. So I haven't had a lot, um, but what I have had, I'm not deleting. I'm letting them be. So I'm also to those people who make hateful comments or troll on my social media platforms. They are not my people. And this is how I, this is my approach. This is how I see that whole situation. Okay. I'm not arguing them. I'm not defending myself. Zero. I am not here for haters. Like I say, people who are not my target audience, women who have had an abortion, abortions. If, if that's not you, you're not my person, period. So if you come into my social media and make comments you are welcome. I'm not saying go away. You can consume my content. I'm just not marketing to you, okay? Free speech, free place, free platform. Like, I'm being me and sharing openly and you're being you sharing openly. And I want that. So I can't just like, I don't want to just block everybody out because I want to honor and respect free speech, right? It goes both ways, out and in. But I'm not here for haters or trolls. Make your comment. You are just as welcome as anybody else. I'm not going to engage in that. Actually, it's happened a couple times where other people have responded to trolling or hateful comments. Other people in my audience have come and like responded. I'm like, I'm not, that's not what I'm here for. I feel no, um, I'm not entitled to like, not have that. So bring it on. It's fine. I'm not going to delete it. I'm going to let my work speak for itself. So a lot of times people will make a trolling comment, but they don't even know you. So this is what I have thought a couple times at people's comments is like they saw one video. They don't know me from Adam. They've never seen anything about me. They just happened to see one video on their for you page or something and made a comment. But like I say, I let my work speak for itself. And if they got to know me more or actually researched or were more versed in my content, they may not have made the comment that they did. Sometimes people think that I uh, like I'm not the leader in this uh, field, but I'm I'm being subjected to it. Like some people think I'm the one who's gone through the abortion and I'm the one looking for help. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not looking for help. I'm offering help. And my content sometimes explains what it's like to be the person looking for help. Um. So they just don't know. They don't know me. They don't know who I am. They don't know what I do. And they just show up and make a comment. And that's fine. 
I don't have to argue or defend or delete. It's fine. They just make a snap judgment about what they saw in one instance. So yeah, they don't know what they don't know. And it's not my job to educate them. That's fine. When I get a comment with an open mind, I want to consider it. Sometimes it's easy to be defensive or feel like, oh my God, I'm so hurt by that. Or I might've hurt. I might've like stepped on somebody's toes. I might've raised a controversy or ruffled feathers. Sometimes I feel that I'm nervous. Like, oh, that feels yucky or I'm scared. Um, But I want to see it objectively, not take it personally. And I actually want to consider how it could be true. How could this be true? What can I learn from it? All right. (laughs) That's the end of my script. I'm going to pull up the comment that I am referring to. I did a video on it. Um, Yep, here it is. Someone was like, this is kind of the inspiration for this whole episode, y'all. Someone commented, sounds like you're milking guilt from women because you're projecting your beliefs on others. So I was like, oh no, someone's accusing me. That's usually my first response, but I'm getting better at just seeing it, recognizing it and questioning like, okay, why am I feeling that way? Why is this coming up? Why am I feeling like it's, I don't want to be accused. Like I'm putting up my defenses. I I can't stand being accused or judged or that's Katie girlfriend. That is not what I'm here for to like protect myself or defend myself. No, I'm here to take a stand and share boldly and speak proudly about what is on my heart to share to my audience, my people, my women. And if I feel convicted, like this is what I feel like I want to share. This is what I feel like needs to be said. I, by golly, want to do my best to follow through with that because like that's my heart. That's my intuition. Um, And that's how I learn. That's how I make progress myself. And when I go first, doing what's scary or doing what I don't know, like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, or I'd rather not do this because it feels really uncomfortable. Like when I take those steps first, I'm leading the way for you. I'm leading the way for my clients to take that step for themselves. Um, so to summarize, um, it's November 10th. By the time you hear this two weeks till Thanksgiving, And I'm going to be talking more about this on my TikTok channel and across social media. Yeah, the holidays are coming. Christmas. Either if you're listening, you've had an abortion this year. And this is going to be your first Christmas with the weight of not having your baby with you. For some of you, this is not the first Christmas. This is the fifth. This is the eighth. 
Like, you've had so many Christmases that have never been the same since your choice, however long ago that's been. And you are in pain. I know this. And just like a hospital, open for service to people in need, people in needing medical assistance, people needing whatever. I am also open and available to serve my people who are hurting and in need of assistance. That's it. You know what? I want you to be happy for Christmas. I am just as brokenhearted as you might feel about going through Christmas knowing that you gave up your child. And I don't want you oh, to be so broken over the holidays. And dude, if I have a solution, if I can help you, why would I not offer? What kind of like sick psychopath am I to not offer help to? And that's who I help. The woman who wants, who wants what I have to offer who wants my service as a coach. And I show up on repeat, sharing what I do, explaining who I am, and saying I can help. So, <laughs> happy holidays. Um, wherever you stand, if this is like your first Christmas and you're dreading, that was a... Uh, I think that was a TikTok recently. Like you're dreading the holidays. Like, oh my gosh, what's it going to be like? It's coming. I can't stop it. What am I going to do? What are people going to say? What am I going to say? Oh my gosh, how am I going to feel? Like if you're already stewing and dwelling, dreading about the holidays coming, contact me for a consult because we can do this work together of feeling at peace, feeling happy, trusting it's all going to work out and coaching through our emotions, not avoiding, not suppressing, not numbing through substances or avoidance or fear, etc. Wow. Sometimes we just need a partnership to get through life. And that is what life coaching is. Hello, hello. <laughs> so no matter if this is your first Christmas post-abortion or this is not your first and you're tired of going Christmas over Christmas over Christmas, holidays, holiday after holiday after holiday, again and again, like the same mountain. If you're over it, hello. <laughs> My name's Katie. I'm here to help. Let's do this together. I am here to support you. And this holiday is going to be different. I promise you. This holiday is going to be different. And we can talk about that and what different means to you on a consult. Um, all my information, of course, is in the show notes. But I really hope you'll reach out. And I'm reaching out as well. Girlfriend, child. Because I know it can be so scary to take that step. Anyway, I'll probably talk about, more about that in a later episode. But I'm really here for you. 
that being said, um, I will see you real soon on a consult and for sure next week. Hey, I am so glad you're listening to Abundant After Abortion. I've just got a favor to ask. Okay, two favors. If you wouldn't mind giving this podcast a quick five-star rating, just scroll down to the bottom of the page on your phone and tap to rate. Second, if you know someone who needs to hear a message of hope and love after having an abortion of their own, would you send this to them? I won't give you numbers or statistics, but suffice it to say there are a lot of women who have had abortions that we probably don't even know of because many of us are suffering in silence for so many reasons. We're not even open or sharing about it. Lastly, I am here to walk this journey with you. Click my milkshake link where you'll find all the ways that we can get connected. You can sign up for my freebie, deflating the stress balloon. You can join my email list. You can register for my latest webinar or sign up for a consultation so we can coach together for abundance after abortion. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.